Andre. Ryan. Our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> I love when you do this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not referring to me being off the show. I'm referring to Thursday night football, baby. We made it through Tuesday and Wednesday. We made it through the darkest Wednesday in months. It was the first time since July that there were no major sports on, uh, or at least American major sports on, in a day. Uh, so we're here. We made it. Yeah, felt very different. Henry and I really needed to uh, talk some things out on that Trends Day yesterday because, yeah, it was weird not having any actual games. How did Henry do on Guess the Lines? He lost. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you're on like a four-game win streak. He almost made a comeback, but no, he lost. I, we even did college Guess the Lines on Wednesday, and uh, he lost in that too. Oh, that's a little more embarrassing. Well, he's you know he's a rookie. What do you expect from the kid? That's right. That's uh, okay, so we have Thursday night football tonight, yes, but we've made it through another uh, long national nightmare, and that is uh, the break of college football in Colorado finally coming to an end tonight. We've got Colorado State and Fresno State Let's on the go. slate. Don't know if I've ever been so excited for a Colorado <laughs> State football game that wasn't against the Buffs. Uh, so, actually, in honor of that, yes. we're going to bring on our resident Colorado State expert, our guy Justin Michael up in Fort Collins. What's up, Justin? How's it going, guys? Ready for some college football, brother. We should specify we have had college. I, I did the same thing on the draft pod. We have had college football in the state. It just hasn't been a state college. State colleges, that's what matters. Nice to have the Rammies back. I think, and we're doing this show late enough where I think no matter, even if we tried, we couldn't get this game canceled. This one is going on. Please don't say that. It, 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 <laughs> I've, I've experienced way too much at this point, and, and yeah. it's been 335 days. I'm not willing to risk anything. Oh, gosh. Man, I, wow. I'm mostly like happy for Justin. Um, yes. I know there was an Air Force game, and they've had a couple, right? Yeah. Yeah, they yep. played um, twice now. I we loved them against Navy, hated them in the other one. Yep. I bet on them last week, and they ruined my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you weren't the only one. How How is their their quarterback is so bad? Yeah, Air Force? Yeah. Well, they lost their original star, Donald Hammond, so it's, it's oh, a crapshoot. They have no depth at the academy right now, I think. That Navy beatdown was kind of a fluke in a matter of they had a month to prepare for that game and that game only, and yeah. they kind of got exposed last week. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, the Rams are in action, and they are playing Fresno State. And let me tell you, I know zero things about either team. So why don't you just lay out the scenario for us here, Justin? What are we looking at tonight? It's it's supposed to be a pretty tight game. I mean, Colorado State kind of surprisingly going in as three-point favorites given mm -hmm. that they're playing a new starting quarterback in Todd Santillo. I expect it to be a two-quarterback situation where we see him and Patrick O'Brien, who started most of last year, but he missed some camp with uh, some quarantine stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it's really going to be interesting. I've been told that CSU might be missing some starters, so we're going to kind of have to see how that plays out. Uh, there might be some guys that are getting some touches that we're not necessarily used to. But then, you know, you got Fresno State, who it's kind of a must-win game for them. They already lost at home. You only have four home games in this schedule, assuming that you play all your games. CSU already lost a home game. So 
it's kind of the the stage is set for Fresno to to be hungry, but I'm I'm intrigued to see what CSU does coming in. Now, CSU's got these two quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you said you wouldn't be surprised to see them both play tonight. What we know a little bit about O'Brien. Who's this new kid? What does he bring to the table? Uh, Todd Santillo. He transferred in from Temple. Really, really athletic guy. Mm-hmm. Probably not, you know, quite as strong of an arm as Patrick O'Brien. It, it's, you know, really more based on using his legs, getting the defense mm-hmm. moving, misdirection, a bunch of stuff. But I'm I'm intrigued on what he could bring, especially given that Fresno State, they've only played one game. I think the tackling could be sloppy. We get an athletic guy in there. Maybe he's able to break some things open and and kind of get that strong run game going, especially given that he's going to be playing behind three Boston College transfers, only one starting returning offensive lineman for CSU. That's Barry Wesley, hometown kid from Lakewood, Bear Creek. Shout out to Barry. But it's it's going to be interesting. I'm I'm intrigued to see, does that run aspect really open up CSU's offense? Because as we know, they've kind of been known for that vertical passing attack yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah, wide receiver you might get a bit of a change in direction this season. And honestly, all those changes on the O-line might be a good thing. Typically not great to have turnover on the O-line, given the state of the O-line last year. I, I might endorse that move. So we're really looking at more of a run-first ground control game against the Fresno defense that allowed 323 yards on the ground last week against Hawaii. Totally. And and honestly, they got exposed repeatedly by Hawaii's quarterback, mm-hmm. who's he's a very athletic dude, Cordero, but yeah. really he wants to beat you vertically, but they just kind of kept letting him go. And he's like, all right, well, if you're going to give me 15 yards every single time, I'm just going to take it. In the second half, they weren't even disguising it. They were just spreading the wide receivers out, little play action one set, and he'd just run to the corner, pick up 15 yards over and over and over. If they'd let Santillo do that tonight, CSU's going to roll. Yeah. Mm, this is interesting. What about Fresno's quarterback situation? Do they have an athlete over there? He is. He's a he's a pretty athletic dude. Young guy. Started his first game last week. Did throw three interceptions, but two of them were off tip balls. So it's kind of like, you know, can you kill him on that? The placement wasn't great, but they were catchable. Uh, my estimation of him, or you know, my impression of him so far, if you blitz him, if you get in his face, he kind of makes poor decisions, and he had happy feet, especially after he got hit a couple of times. CSU has a lot of experience on that D line and linebacker unit. I think the front seven, if they can get pressure. I, I don't expect the QB to burn them repeatedly. Well, this is intriguing. Kind of sounds like early on we could get that Adazio footprint really going right off the get, you know, and kind of a switch in identity. How do you see this going then, man? You think uh, higher scoring? You think lower scoring? I mean, the Rams, as we talk it out, maybe minus three is almost modest. Like maybe that's a conservative line for the Rammies, no? Well, the, the interesting thing is they just they haven't played a game yet. So what does this offense look know. like? How many starters are they potentially missing? You know, how does that play into the factor? Can they can they run the ball consistently? There's a lot of things that go into this. I, I tend to lean towards the under, even though I think both of these teams do have some explosive playmakers at wide receiver. I just I don't necessarily love the quarterback situation for either team going in. I'm just not a big two QB guy fan in general you know we'll see what happens with it it's been an odd time i know you got to get creative right now but I just, I just don't love what it does from a chemistry perspective this is one of my least favorite things about college football and there are very few things i don't like about college football yeah. but the fact that you like two hours before the game you find out that some guy is like 
tore his ACL last week, and you're like, "What? How did we not know anything about this until five minutes before?" Like, it's it's so ridiculous. They need to have like mandated injury reports in college football, especially now that places like CU and and only more will follow are partnering with these betting sites. Uh, like, it's this is a real part of sports now. I think that there needs to each conference needs to put together a plan for how they're going to have injury reports work. Totally. And shout out to CU for doing that, by the way. That was an innovative move. I believe they were the first school in the country to do it. Yep. That, like you said, we're going to see more of that. Don't fall behind. You know, CSU, figure it out. Get one of those as well. I love it. Rick George is about securing the bag, securing the bag only, and I respect that. Um, Okay, so you like the under. I got to admit, I came into this with no lean. I don't know anything about either team. And I... Like, obviously, you know, you're leaning towards CSU, but, like, I've been convinced. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like it. The only thing I want to know, do you guys refer to Patrick O'Brien as Patty OB? Some fans do. I'm not yeah. a big fan of it. Pa- I'm a huge know. fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in basketball, you've got the Larry OB as the trophy. CSU has Patty OB under center. Patty OB sounds like a character that you would do of an Irish stereotype or something. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. It does sound like a like a a bastardized Irish pub in like Las Vegas. Yeah, it does. That's true. <laughs> Welcome to Patio Bees. Yeah, exactly. Andre, what do you think about the under in this? Because you know that we are very afraid of taking unders in college football. That's a sweat out, though. Uh, you know, regardless of how the game's going to go, the the beauty of the under is it's a guaranteed engagement the entire four quarters, which I'm that I am a big proponent of. No, I, I like the under. I think uh, I think Fresno's kind of being grossly um, overvalued a bit here, obviously because we don't know what to expect from CSU. But I mean, I like Patrick O'Brien. I, call me crazy i probably am um but he, he can be entertaining at times he's got plenty of traits i like but you know the pat the patrick o'brien uh experience can uh can be quite wild he he giveth and he taketh a whole hell of a lot and as a better i much prefer this other quarterback more of a ground game oriented control the clock and uh that's where the under is really appealing i think the under 27 and a half for fresno who was held to under 20 points against uh, Hawaii at home just last week. Um, Again, playing into this mentality of a more improved veteran uh, front seven for the Rams. Plus the fact that, you know, Fresno hasn't been clicking and the Rams on offense can control the, the, the clock a little more. I think 27 and a half seems a little ambitious for the Bulldogs. I like the under there too. Yeah, man, I think I like the under across the board just because of what you said about that rush defense for Fresno. Now, if they start breaking off 60-yard runs, and then it kind of defeats the purpose there. But, you know, if they're going to take six, seven, eight yards at a time down the field, those are going to be long drives. Um, The under does sound... Fabio will do that all night if you give it to him, you know? Right, and that's what I was going to say is like, this isn't a coach here who's going to be stubborn about trying to pass the ball. If anything, it'll go the other way around. Yep. Especially with uncertainty at quarterback. And, you know, potentially some other skill guys missing too. So it's just going to be, it's just going to be an interesting situation all around. This is probably the least I've seen it. Or it's definitely the least I've seen a team going in just because with the COVID stuff, 
they they kind of limited what we were able to to witness and, and talk to and that's kind of unnerving too if if you want to you know if you're looking to me for that betting advice trying to be like hey is the offense going to be explosive well we haven't seen it in 335 yeah. days so it, it's t- there there's a lot of returning guys that i like hopefully they're playing but it's just going to be right. such a weird situation. Like that's what I was going to say. Like the the only thing I really need to know before I bet on CSU is if Dante Wright is playing, and we just don't know, right? We just don't know at the moment. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh geez. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait that one out and uh, uh, find out probably five minutes before the game. Blink twice if you know, but can't <laughs> tell us that Dante Wright won't be playing. Oh no! <laughs> uh, oh no! This changes everything. It does. It does. And insanely enough, I may be a little intrigued by the over thirteen and a half in the first quarter. Man, I can see that especially if there's like a big touchdown run, then you only need another touchdown drive after that. You get a broken play, kickoff return, something like that. Right. I'm really just sweating out the first five minutes of the first quarter. If I get that one touchdown, I feel good about the next 10 minutes getting totally. one more score. What, um, how do CSU fans feel about this season? Like, especially with no Rocky Mountain showdown, I'm just curious, like, is it, is it a relief over there of like, uh, you know, we can get right into, you know, the, the Mountain West schedule or is it a disappointment of, man, that's a fun game. Well, I think there was, I mean, I think people are somewhat over it at this point since it was supposed to be in August, but yeah, you know, the, or September or whatever that was, but yeah, it, you know, it was supposed to be the first Rocky mountain showdown in Fort Collins and right. nineties. So there was definitely a lot of disappointment there. Frustration. The, the COVID stuff I think made everybody understood that it wasn't a situation where CU, you know, backed out in a normal schedule and replaced it or something. So I, I don't think they were, they were too upset in that regard. But it was definitely, I think they were they were bothered when the Pac-12 was potentially exploring, you know, playing a non-conference game, and it didn't look like CU would play CSU in that situation. They were kind of just like, well, what the hell? But it, it definitely sucks. I mean, it sucks for the fans. I will say, like, CU proposed to the Pac-12, like, we should, ha- we should have a conference schedule and one non-conference game. And as far as I'm concerned, they were going to try and play CSU. But that's what Joe Parker said, you know, and who knows that you kind of have to say that like even if cu didn't want to play the game csu can't really go out and bash them publicly because they want to maintain that relationship they want to be able to schedule it in the future i given what i know about rick george i don't think he would have been you know sleazy like that and tried to screw csu at the last minute i i would imagine that if they could have made it work they they would have yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little NFL here in a second. Hopefully, you'll stick with us, Justin. We're going to talk a little yeah, Thursday man. night football. But first, a shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get in on all of this action, including on a uh, little CSU football tonight. Mm-hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook, get a sign up bonus up to $1,000. As you guys know, we're working with DraftKings. Oh. Oh, it was me just talking over me there. There it is. Uh, $1,000 sign-up bonus when you sign up at DraftKings and use the code DNVR. Uh, all sorts of awesome uh, propositions, all sorts of awesome offers. If you sign up now, you can bet $1 on Ohio State or Penn State this weekend and win $100 if you get it right. 
let me tell you, Penn State, big underdogs, huge hedge opportunity there that I might recommend. Yes. Uh, if you just want to make sure you come away with a profit on that. So make sure you go down to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR at sign up and get in on all this action. It can make a CSU versus Fresno State game on a Thursday night entertaining. Just kidding. Sorry, Justin. Um, you must be 21 or older. Colorado only bonus comprises of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires a 25x playthrough and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Time for Thursday night football, the NFL version. Real barn burner tonight, boys. Falcons, Panthers, and a little NFC South matchup. Dre, what are you thinking? This is what we live for. I was uh, I was messing around with some hedges on that Penn State game. Um you can do that pretty cheap. You can guarantee yourself a nice little profit right now. That's free money just waiting for you to take it. I am. I, I mean, when we did these lines, when these came out, the Panthers jumped off, uh, jumped out to me as one of the teams I really wanted to target this week. Minus three seemed extremely juicy. I don't know how you can make the Falcons um, like this this i mean just plus three is it's it's too little for the falcons and how terrible they've sure. been i mean let me stop you it's moved all the way to one and a half that's what's crazy <laughs> how has it now moved on top of that it's like have people not watched the falcons the most successful team in maybe the history of football at blowing late game leads in fact i'm gonna jump straight to the odds boost Usually the odds boost, I'm a little more reluctant. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a betting hipster. I don't like the mainstream bets. I like to find my own, but we have a gorgeous odds boost that is specifically for the Falcons and how terrible they, they are Falcons to lead in the fourth quarter and lose the game. You can get that at plus four forty. This is so ridiculous to me, Dre. I think you're be I think you're being facetious here. Oh no. <laughs> How can that very specific scenario, which requires like a million things to go your way, be only plus 440? Yeah, now that's true. Well, it's the Falcons though. They're they're magicians at doing this, Ryan. You're basically parlaying the mm -hmm. Falcons to win the first three quarters with with Panthers money line. That should just be worth way more. Yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, I love the value there. Even, I mean, I don't trust the Falcons at all. But yeah, like, like you're saying, you just need too many things to go right for you there. Yeah. So I, of course, love the Panthers, which scares me. I feel like this is a trap game. Um, just yes. everyone likes one side, the other side yes. wins. I hate it. Um, but I also really like the over on passing yards. Um, I've really been liking taking the over on passing yards for these um, primetime games. It just feels like they're they're letting the receivers get off a little more. They're trying to make these primetime games a little more exciting. You go back and look at that Cardinals-Seahawks game the other night, and they were just – I mean, they are just hucking it all over the field. Yeah. So uh, 285 for Matt Ryan, 280 for Teddy B. Uh, I kind of like them both, especially with no Christian McCaffrey out there tonight. Now, I wonder if that's why the it line is. has moved, but still, Mike Davis has been fine. Carolina's clearly been um, the better team per how these teams have performed. Uh, my metrics, YPP has Carolina's a 10-point favorite. 10 points. 
seven points in a neutral site. I mean, that's significant. And estimated win would have this as a four point um, spread in favor of the Panthers. So I'm 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 leaning heavily towards the Panthers. I think that defense is much better. They're much better coached, and uh, the offense might not have the the same highs, the the same peaks, but they don't have. Uh, the lows either and they've been pretty consistent and at full strength which is a which is nice where i'm really torn is on this over under of 49 because these teams are averaging exactly 49.4 points well it's moved up to 52 now so maybe that means that you like the under i do like the under i do like the under that definitely has me more intrigued you know you missed trends day yesterday ryan um, but the unders the last two weeks in the NFL have stormed back in a significant way. Overs were five and nine in week six, minus 44. If you did an over under plus minus week seven, six, seven, and one were the overs minus 54. So those unders are starting to hit in this game with that Panthers defense. I am intrigued by that under now. What do you think, Justin? You just you never know what you're gonna get out of that Falcons offense because oh, they're know. good for 40 points in a game at any you know given time. It's just they can also give up 50 at any point. With it moving up to 52, I probably lean towards the under just because I think Carolina's probably gonna try and grind the clock out and control tempo. But that's I, I could see I could see where the over would be a little bit intriguing, even at 52. Yeah, Dre, my question for you is less about what these teams are scoring and more about what they're giving up. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. Because yeah. that is what scares me on the under, is both of these offenses are very capable, uh, as we've seen. And I just don't know if the defenses are good enough to stop each other. I have more certainty in Carolina's defense than I do in the Falcons defense who, uh, I, I mean, this season with the Cowboys and Seahawks have been the worst defenses in the NFL. They basically, any team they face is good for a 30 burger until they face the lions last week. And you know, if Todd Gurley doesn't gift the lions a crucial final possession, they hold the lions under 20 points. Yep. For you sure. Video of that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um what? I've also talked about it in every podcast I've been on this week. It's insane. I can't get over. It. Okay, so I need theories here because I am of 100% belief that he scored on purpose. It kind of does look like he tries to hold up cuz he falls in the end zone really awkwardly. So to me that kind of looks like he's trying to stop himself at the last second. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if he was running with his eyes closed. To be honest, <laughs> it happens when you know you're absorbing hits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just think, I think he's so thrown off by, by that final defender holding on and trying to tackle him. And I really think that defender is just trying to yank the ball that he just got in break the tackle mode and catches himself like a half an inch too late. I think that he, in the middle of the play, was like, I'm not supposed to score, but touchdowns and stats and fantasy owners and all of those things <laughs> crossed his mind. And he's like, yeah. my next contract might be dependent on this touchdown. Uh, and I, I think he just couldn't resist getting himself one, one more touchdown on the stats this year. 
ruthless, man. I can't but, believe they did that. But he wanted to make it look like he was trying to not do it, and he just accidentally scored a touchdown. If that's true, I appreciate the performance, and I'm less mad at him because he sold it pretty well. <laughs> he sold I, it amazingly, yes. I'm not mad at him at all because we had Lions money line. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I think I did too, so I'm not mad at him either. So, no, I, mean, right. I, was, I was saying yesterday, I somehow was on the winning side of both Penn State and Todd Gurley doing that same thing wow. last week and managed to pull out wins like out from the day really amazing have you guys had any success with the thursday night first touchdown score where you get the insurance i've i've missed it so many times but the odds are so juicy every time andre and i <laughs> look at andre's face andre and i uh talk about this every week we everyone knows someone who's hit this it's just I've never hit it myself. It's never me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I'm convinced we're Ryan and I are basically in the Truman Show, and these are all just actors put out amongst us to like be like, oh, I just hit the first touchdown because we cannot for our lives do it. It doesn't matter if I get an insured. It just doesn't hit. It doesn't happen. Now, last primetime game we did, Ryan, you like mentioned casually who the that you were like, oh, but... I'm I'm looking more at like long shots. Like Josh Reynolds might be one that, and of course, yeah. Josh Reynolds first touchdown on Monday night, but we didn't have it. Nope, I actually nailed that that analysis on Monday night about the mm-hmm. two corners uh, shutting them down on the outside. I felt good about that. Um, I will say, if I was going to take anyone in my first touchdown bet here, it would be where is it? It would be Teddy Bridgewater plus 2,000. You can get Julio Jones at plus 1,100, which is still pretty good, especially with the insurance. Do they still never target him in the red zone, though? Like, uh, It's been like a three-year problem. <laughs> They're so bad in the red zone, period, as an offense. That might be why Todd Gurley was so desperate to score down there. He was like, oh, we, we, no, we never get this opportunity again. Right? Like, I've practiced this for three months straight. Um, the hottest prop of the night is Todd Gurley to score first. Um, then it's DJ Moore over 67 and a half total receiving yards. That seems like a classic, just public nonsense. He's been really up and down um, this year. Then it's Julio over 70 and a half. Ridley first touchdown. Gurley touchdown anytime. Mike Davis first touchdown. Julio first touchdown. Gurley over 63 and a half rushing yards. Calvin Ridley touchdown anytime. Those are the hottest props on DraftKings right now. Well, <clears throat> we haven't had very much, uh, you know, notable Thursday night college football, Dre, but I have been known to put together a little college NFL Thursday night teaser. And I think that could be the move here. You go Panthers, you end up getting them plus five and a half, and then you take CSU. And you end up getting them plus four. Uh, and you tease those babies together. And you come out with something like, let me see what the juice is here. I think it's probably going to be around like plus 120 or minus 125. No, it's actually plus 104. Really? To get Panthers plus five and a half and CSU plus four. Pretty good value there. I like that a lot. I like it too. 
That's one of the best bets we've given out on this show, period. I don't I, I don't care what the results are. I'm telling you already from the onset, that's one of the better bets we've had. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Panthers every which way, which does scare me. And uh, because of that fear, I will also be hedging the public. Only 39% of the money is on under 52. So that's where I will go. Ryan... You gave me the long shot. I'm actually going to ride with you on the Teddy Bridgewater um, <laughs> first to score. I love that. I was telling Ryan, um, anytime a quarterback scores, like on a QB sneak, I, I just kill myself for not having put money on him. So I, I love that. I might have to sprinkle that. The passing yards, Teddy scares me. Um, I'm more intrigued by the rushing yards prop where Teddy just needs like 14 rushing yards to hit that over. Um, it, it, the Matty, Matty ice passing yards over. I like Bridgewater. I'm a little more on the fence. I got to talk to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook at a, about allowing us to tease, uh, the spread and the over under in the same game. Yep. Yep. We need to get on that for sure. But for now, uh, I do like that little teaser. I might even also do a second teaser of the over-unders in the two games um, and tease up those overs, take the under. Tease up the number, take the under. I like that. I might just parlay those straight up. Yeah. The double under? The double under, yeah. The un- double That's a lot un- of sweat. Un- All, all right well i think we have most of it covered uh justin good job you talked me into csu tonight that is not an easy task as most people know so uh let's uh let's let's hope they go let's let's hope they go get it it's hard for me to say i i I hope i don't i hope i didn't steer you wrong i'm I'm doing my best here like i said it's been a weird training camp but i do think csu is the more talented team and especially that bet you threw it at the end i think there's a ton of value there Awesome, man. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to DraftKings for making this show possible. And we will talk to you tomorrow on our Friday edition of DNVR Bets Daily.